Hello, everyone. I am Tim Lawson, host and founder of the One Too Many Veteran Suicide Podcast and Project, here for another Q&A session. I was unable to get the momentary reflections out this past Wednesday. I was actually speaking at a veteran symposium in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Cute little town, by the way. I was speaking. I was the opening presentation for their day-long symposium, and... Uh, to be completely honest, I was just, uh, I was traveling the day before and I was nervous the night before and I just wasn't able to really focus and formulate a, a, a proper uh, essay for the for the momentary reflection. So rather than force anything, I decided just to let it go and I'm going to add a little bit more content into uh, this week's Q&A. Ask, uh, I'm going to ask about uh, probably about three, maybe four questions here. So We'll start with a question that was brought up at the symposium because I think it's important. I think that um, you know, if one person asks a question, multiple people are probably wondering. You know, they probably had the same question. So, while I was speaking, there was um, you know, for anybody, any of you who've seen my presentation, I start with you know my my military uh, background, my my experiences with suicide. The, you know, I start talking about veteran suicide, how I conceptualize the, the project, and then I get into my three main points that I think are valuable and important to remember when, when intervening on suicidal behavior and preventing suicidal behavior, the empathy, the renewed purpose, and the mentorship. So I was in the middle of my renewed purpose bit, and um, a gentleman in the audience asked if how religion plays into this. And, and if it could be a tool for the same idea of renewed purpose. And absolutely it can. Um, it's, it's not something that I generally bring up um, voluntarily on my, in my presentations and in my discussions because I don't want, I don't want to, um, you know, I have a limited amount of time in these presentations and I don't like to open up, I don't like to create a forum for people with drastic opinions um to be able to enter to, to get in there and voice their opinion on religion and with their beliefs you know regard you know regardless if it has anything to do with actually i'm trying to say and you know i don't want anybody to really distract from the overall message and um and take away you know re, you know damage the value of the of the presentation so um yes i mean to answer the question yes uh religion is obviously something that um, can definitely help provide purpose within someone's life, both in their spiritual growth, you know, with their walk, their walk with God, their um, relationship with Christ, or you know, whatever religion and you know, um, divine being that they, uh, you know, that they believe in, and then also, you know, a role in the church. Um, you know, if you get if you get a young man back from um, deployment or from you know spending eight to 12 years in the military and they come back, you know, maybe there's a spot in the church for them to be a deacon or a youth pastor, you know? And, um, so, you know, religion can help out on both of those uh, sides, both spiritually and providing a role within the community. Um, I opened up some questions to my friends on my personal Facebook page because I know a lot of them, uh, like following what I'm doing. They want to be able to support it. So I wanted to give them an opportunity to ask some questions. Uh, Lyle Howard asks, um, how is the rate of suicide changing since most of the fighting men and women uh, have come home? So, um, unfortunately, uh, I don't know what 
the adjusted rate is between however long ago and now after so many of so many um you know veterans have come home from current conflicts or um from um, getting you know separating from the military but a few things that i do know and i did a little bit of research on numbers and whatnot before i got into this project but i didn't want to do put a huge emphasis on them because i wanted to focus on the stories and the message more than uh the metrics but it's important to understand what's going on and stats help us uh see that so that number of 22 a day that is a number that comes from data that we have from like a few years ago like so that's not you know that's not last year which i mean it could be but um you know the 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 uh, that official statement from the va is based off of data that they got from like 30 something states in um like 2009 2010 something like that so um the the data is actually a little old and i understand that you know with with you know big data like that it's in, you know they got the evaluate it properly and whatnot but you know the i guess what i'm saying is we don't know or i can't tell you anyways that you know if you see something on your facebook feed that says you know so and so took their own life i don't know if that's um a part of an increased rate a decreased rate i don't know um what i do know is uh, from the last data that we have um over 50 percent of suicides are actually over the age of 50 um so uh, I think with the current metrics that we have, I don't think that we're noticing a rate of suicide change with, you know, current conflict veterans, but that there's actually needs to be a focus on past conflict veterans, Vietnam, et cetera, um, to be able to, you know, assist them in their mental and emotional health because they're actually um, the greater percentage of suicides that's occurring right now. Um, but the, the, to speak on... Uh, current conflict veterans, there are there are over two. I think there's at least over two and a half million Iraq and Afghanistan veterans entering society. Um, they're coming into our job market. They're coming into our, our communities again, um, fresh off of deployments and combat tours and um, involvement in you know the in the situations in the Middle East. And, you know, I can only imagine that that influx of people into uh, a society that's obviously creating problems for them um, with emotional and mental stability that, you know, that they're, you know, that we're going to see an increased rate, at least in that demographic. So while I can't say for sure um, based on, that there is an, uh, a change in rate, I can assume that that rate may increase if we don't address um, the right problems uh, quickly enough because, uh, you know, veterans are coming into the workspace and dealing with all the same problems that, you know, that the average citizen is and, you know, put, a, put their service on top of that and um, it, it becomes even more of a burden. Last, uh, I'll do at least one more question. Um, come from uh, Karen Osborne. She um, she wants to. She she mentioned a, a friend who you know brought up suicide, but doesn't um, you know fortunately uh, changed her mind. But she didn't see any signs of suicide with her, and she wants to know if there's any way that she can see this in anyone else um, or anybody else they know in the future. So the traditional signs of 
of suicide, what I mean by traditionally, these are the ones that you're going to see in most suicide uh, prevention briefings and um, presentations or, you know, uh, PSAs, whatever it may be. Uh, this is a list that comes from uh, save.org. Save is uh, Suicide Awareness Voices of Education. And, you know, these are some signs that may mean that someone is at risk for suicide. Um, obviously, talking about wanting to die or to kill oneself, um, looking for looking for ways to kill oneself, you know, maybe um, buying a gun or showing interest in a firearm while you notice that they're also dealing with um, um, some problems. Um, talking about feeling hopeless, um, talking about feeling trapped, unbearable pain, um, being a burden to others. That's, that's definitely an indicator if, um, you know, if you, even if things don't seem like horrible, if you pick up that, they feel like they're a burden or that they're an inconvenience. Um, you know, I've, I've actually heard a number of stories where that was sort of the, one of the last, uh, cues given before someone took their own life. Um, primarily in the older generation, where the family is expected to uh, to to care you know to take care of them, um, you know, acting anxious, sleeping either too little or too much, you know, someone who's just constantly oversleeping or someone who's complaining about not being able to get any sleep, um, they feel withdrawn or isolated, um, they show an extreme uh, swing in moods, and you know, another one is um, you know making arrangements and like setting, you know, setting their affairs in order. So, um, if they're conscious about their, their willing that if they're conscious about their decision, uh, to commit suicide as if it was something they're like planning, um, they may actually be, you know, um, aware enough that they, that their death comes with consequences to the people around them and may actually start getting their affairs in order to make sure that they're leaving a, um, a less, um, a less complicated situation behind them. It seems, you know, it seems silly that that's what they worry about, but, um, it's true. Uh, you know, you'll see a lot of giving away a gift. You'll see, um, pr uh, precious items, um, given to people, right? So that's something that, um, you know, you know, if they're aware they're going to, uh, take their own life, they may, you may see, you know, they may offer someone something that's really valuable to them because they want to make sure that it gets in the hands of the right person before they uh, they go through with it. Uh, one thing though that I want to point out, and this is something that I'm sort of I'm still trying to research this, but I think it's probably um, worth bringing up is I think when you you know some people contemplate suicide for many different reasons, right? And um, you know I don't think that we're we're in any place to judge what gets someone to that, you know, um, to that, uh, problem and what gets people to that contemplation. But, um, you know, if someone's not showing signs, but they've admitted that they've considered suicide, there's a good chance, I believe, and I, this is both through personal experience and, you know, what I've learned, um, that that person could just be dealing with an overwhelming amount of stress and or regret from a certain aspect of their life, whether it be perfect, um, like financially or, um, or professionally or in their relation, you know, intimately, like within their relationship. Um, you know, it, it seems sort of, um, you would think that someone who wants to, uh, wants to kill themselves clearly has to be going through some irrational, um, some 
irrational uh, emotions, right? Depression and PTSD and these disorders, almost the, you know, what we label as disorders that people just can't think straight, and that's why they get there. I mean, I think this is going to sound. This is going to sound. Um, this is going to sound a little bit different than what from we're used to hearing with suicide, but I think there's plenty of people that make actually a rational decision uh, to kill themselves, and um, the the mechanisms that it takes to actually carry that out, I think, is what starts to become irrational um, and starts to become more challenging. And that's the. But I think there are people who view a certain situation in their life, i.e. being a burden to people. Um, maybe they've gotten themselves into a financial situation that they can't imagine getting themselves out of. Maybe they, they're faced with a sense of regret that they just can't seem to shake. Um, and, you know, I think that there is a, you know, maybe it's not rational, but maybe that, you know, I think that people actually come to, um, an actual conclusion in their head that's not like desperate or that is completely, you know, um, completely off the wall of thinking, well, you know, if I kill myself, then that removes me from the situation. I don't think that I can really get past that. I think these are, you know, we, um, we're less, we're less, um, aware of these situations obviously, because it's harder for people to admit that they were, um, that, they were able to both think straight and contemplate suicide at the same time. You know, we're not really used to, to thinking about it that way. Um, but it's true. You know, I think people, um, I think contemplating, at least thinking about it, not necessarily the motive to do it or the step in the direction of attempting, but just thinking about suicide as an option, I think is something that you would, I think we'd be surprised how many people consider it or consider it as an option when trying to get out of, when, um, trying to get out of a hole, out of a rut, um, depending on their situation and, you know, how overwhelming the stress is that's coming from that situation. So, um, I hope that made sense. I was trying to formulate the right argument while I was thinking that's what a lot of this stuff is, but, um, you know, so if there's uh, if there's any questions there was one more question from my friend Ian, but I'm actually going to save it for next week. It's going to sort of talk about, the you know irrational and rational mindsets of people that uh, that enter suicide, and I think I'm gonna let my that argument formulate a little bit better before um, I answer that question. So you know O N E the number two manyproject.com is where you can listen to all the episodes. You can get contact information on myself. We can collaborate on an event, or um, you could you know if you have a story that you want to share. If you um, you know if you're a veteran, or if you're a fa- friend or family member of a veteran that uh, that took their own life, and you want to share their story and and let um let the project use it as just another source for people to understand and um to want to reach out to each other then you know i I definitely welcome that and and you can also you know submit more questions i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out um a way on the website to be able to have an easier way to submit questions but obviously um there's contact information there for me um and just you know shoot me an email tweet at me whatever and just say hey for q a or question and i'll um i'll definitely consider using it on uh, on next week's show so, uh, you know, please join, join uh, me again on Monday where I'll be bringing another powerful story. Um, it, uh, it's, a, it's a slightly older story. Um, as to say that the suicide occurred, you know, uh, a, a further, I think this is a, a suicide that 
um, that occurred fur- furthest back than than of all of the stories that I've shared. So it'll be interesting to sort of um, think about suicide occurring sort of during a time that we're not uh, that that suicide wasn't really um, thought of or you know wasn't really a big deal um, in the in the military. So uh, join me again on Monday. Thank you for listening. I'll see you then. <laughs>